It is the L-E-F-K-O-E, man, and you are listening to the sweetest sounds, the sultry tones, the boisterous boys, the Joint Practices Podcast. Get it, fellas. Yo, welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast, the podcast for fans, by fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at 11thegoat. Joined tonight by my two best friends in the whole world, Mr. Super Sticky, Steve Knox, on the Twitter word, at the Knox says, and my baby brother, Steven, at Steven JPP. Still 8-2. Oh, yeah. Didn't call me Super Salad, Steve Knox, so we're <laughs> moving in the right direction. You're also no Oop, longer muddy. Salad, Steve Knox. I'll take the That's salad. Good. I'm getting hey, the uh, Baja beef. <laughs> One of the you just best say you would rather be super salad than <laughs> no, the other no, one? No. no, I said, you said super salad, Steve Knox. And I said, well, I'll have the salad. If I'm going to no, Olive Garden. Steven said something right after that. And I oh. thought you were saying you'd rather be called super salad, Steve Knox, than my buddy from another muddy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That might be the case, too. <laughs> if I'm going to, like... If I had the choice between Super Salad and Muddy Buddies, yeah, I'd take, I'd take Super Salad. All right. The Super Salad Steve Knox Show. You're on FS1. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, we're hitting up week 11 now. Vikings got seven wins. I'm uh, pretty ecstatic hey, about that because people? honestly, I mean, there's still a lot of season left to play here, but... I was nervous uh, coming into the season, just not knowing how this whole, you got another offensive coordinator coming in, you know, and who knows what's going to happen as far as injuries are concerned. It it looks like this week, Adam Thielen still isn't going to play. He didn't practice today. And I hate the way this offense looks uh, without him out there because literally if they shut down Stefan Diggs, then, you know, the team they're playing against has a chance. So, uh, this is a good week for them to not have Thielen in there because, you know, they're playing a – I'm, I'm not going to say, like, less superior because I'm not saying the Vikings are superior right now. They have plenty of deficiencies on defense right now. But you should be better than the team you're playing. Also, it's at home. So I feel like I'm in a good spot where I can guarantee after this week the Vikings will – be at least 800 through this uh, 800 <laughs> 500 thinking of eight wins here but at least 500 for this season who's Yo. starting in in denver did we figure that out brandon, brandon allen? allen interesting <clears throat> yes quite never heard of him <laughs> you probably shouldn't but that's going to bring us to our brand new segment, brand, brand new segment, like baloney. Now, it's something I wanted to start doing now that we are 10 weeks into the season. I want to start our pick'em shows, starting off looking at the playoff picture, guys. Playoffs? Is it starting to take shape? Yes, Jim. Talking about playoffs? Playoffs. Playoffs? 
So I figured before we get into our previews and picks, let's just go around and see what the current week has as far as implications and whatnot. In the AFC, the current number one seed, the New England Patriots. Number two seed is the Ravens. Three would be the Texans now. The fourth is the Chiefs. Fifth is the Bills. And the Steelers would be the last wild card. Uh, let's see. The Raiders and Colts. Titans are still pretty close in the hunt. Five and four, five and four, and five and five. So still a little bit of room at the bottom of that. But some of those top teams, Patriots, Ravens, even the Texans with another win can start to solidify a, a spot here pretty soon. Yeah, that's if true. anyone would like to talk about the playoffs with me. It's like, I don't, are there really like more than two teams in the AFC that we need to be concerned about at this point? Well, you have the Patriots. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Texans. Maybe they surprise somebody. But yeah, if it's not just Patriots and Chiefs at this point, I mean, if, if either of those two teams didn't win the AFC Championship this year, like I would be super duper surprised. Wait, are you discounting the Ravens? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I wasn't being sarcastic. I didn't know if you were. No, no. Okay. Um. Especially if they have to play the Patriots, because I think I said, you know, a few episodes ago about how the Patriots kind of find a way to just like have a stinker game and it almost seems on purpose. And against a team like the Ravens, where they know, you know, John Harbaugh is just going to go balls to the walls. They're going to pull out all the stops, try and beat the Patriots because it makes them look good. They gave up a lot. They literally showed, you know, their they showed their hand in the middle of the season. So the next time those teams play, if they don't have like a backup plan for what they did the last time against the Patriots, they will get decimated. I'll tell you what, the Patriots eight and one right now currently are the one seed, but their next four games are at Eagles, home against the Cowboys at the Texans, and then home against the Chiefs. Yikes. That could be a rough stretch for them, although they do end the season with Bengals, Bills, Dolphins. Like, I... I am. They put themselves in a weird position because now, obviously, Baltimore has the tiebreaker, and if they falter, you know, once, well, we don't know what the Ravens are going to do. Assume the Ravens win the rest of their games. If the Patriots falter once, suddenly you're the two seed. But yeah, the Ravens look like they have two tough games and then five cupcakes. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the way this season the the scheduling worked out, Patriots had the first half of the season super easy, and then the the decent to good teams that they're playing are uh, towards the end. So really, that uh, that Kansas City game to me is going to be a telltale sign of whether or not the Patriots can, you know, try and repeat as champion, which I don't know. It's probably only been like 10 years since they've done it. So yeah, and Sean already read off their schedule. Like they have the Eagles, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Dolphins. They're going to win out. They're going to finish the season with one loss. Who? The Patriots. Like, I don't think what? they're going to lose for the rest of the year. 
I think they have a very good chance of losing any of the next four games. Maybe this week. Maybe this week. Well, every team has a chance of losing every week. You guys no, remember when the Giants couldn't beat the, the Patriots Jets? aren't going to lose to the Bengals. <laughs> you remember when the Cowboys couldn't beat the Jets? Yeah, that was funny. Oh, but <sighs> good time. I don't know. I don't yeah, think Brady's I mean, going to play against the Dolphins like, Week 17 anyway. Yeah, this. I do like this segment. I just think we might have jumped the gun by like two weeks. It's a lot tougher. Like, just there's so much, so much room for activities at this point left in the season. You know. Well, I mean, seven more weeks just, of football. Yeah, well, look at the one seed right now. The Patriots play the Eagles this week, and the Ravens play the Texans this week. So they're they both have tough matchups. Steelers have the, the Browns. How about the 49ers? We'll jump over to the 49ers. NFC. How about those 49ers leading the uh, NFC at 8-1? Who are they playing this week? Who are they hosting? I think they're on a bye, aren't they? The uh, Arizona they get, Cardinals. They the cards. Yeah. 3-6-1 Cardinals. Kyler Murray. Douchebag Jones at head coach. Clifford. Jesus, the they're, 49ers they're got a schedule coming up. Oh, Packers, Ravens, yeah. Saints. Yeah. So quickly over the NFC, as Steve said, 49ers are the one seed. Packers, eight and two, are the two seed. Oh. Saints are seven and two. They're the three seed. Dallas is technically the four seed at five and four. Why is that? Tiebreaker? Because they beat Conference the Eagles. Conference record. Okay. <coughs> Seahawks would be the first wild card at eight and two, and the Vikings, seven and three. Currently are the sixth seed in the hunt. The Rams, Eagles, and Panthers are all five and four. The Rams are going to fall heavily down this list. They have still have games against the Bears, Ravens, Seahawks, Cowboys, and 49ers. Hmm. Are you concerned with them playing the Bears this week? Honestly? Yes. Uh, the way that offensive line has been and... The offense, just how bad the offensive line in the quarterback play has been. Khalil Mack going to have seventeen sacks. He's going to eat. Like how? How did the like Patriots Eagles game not get flexed into the Sunday night game this week? Do they not wait? They not do it until week twelve? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Because you uh, almost think that would Green be Bay a game they want it. They want to. Schedule at a time where it could possibly be flexed. Well, yeah, I mean, but if you're scheduling this stuff too, you're thinking the Bears and Rams is going to be like top matchup of the week. But I can see like four or five games that I'd rather watch in that one. Yeah. Yep. Like Texans and Ravens. That sounds like a real good game this week. The Bears and the Rams, like, we're going to watch six turnovers at least in that game. Yeah. Like you said, at the beginning of the year, I'm sure they were like, Fuck, that's going to be a great game. And yeah. nice just not the way it's turned us. out. <laughs> They're even 500, 9-9 between the two. Well, I'll tell you what. Green Bay at the two seed still has to play the Vikings and the Niners. And the Bears. 
Yeah, but I think they they take care of business. You say the, the Packers are the two seed. Currently, are the two seed at eight? Okay, and two. They, yep. So they did, they'd have a bye, right? Yes. They wouldn't have to play the Vikings. No, I'm saying left in the year. Oh, okay. Niners Vikings seem like they're only two rough games. Vikings have to play Seahawks at the Chargers and the Packers. So I would say three tough games. They should beat the Broncos, Lions, and Bears. But those division games can be a little sketchy. I think the real story is starting to develop in the NFC least because the Eagles have the Patriots, the Seahawks, and then after that they go on the Dolphins, Giants, Washington football team, home against the Cowboys, and then the Giants again. The Cowboys have. I wish that Cowboys game was week 17 because that would decide the division. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to. The uh, Cowboys have the Lions, Patriots, Bills, Bears, Rams, Eagles, Washington football team. That schedule for them is a little tougher than what we have coming up. I kind of feel like we have to take care of business against the Patriots or the Seahawks, win either one of those, and then beat the Cowboys, and that will get them out of the playoffs, which is what we all want. Just like how messed up is it? Uh, you guys are tied atop the division as far as record are concerned, five and four. The Vikings are seven and three, and they're the sixth seed. <laughs> yeah, time to thin the herd, yo. Yeah. So let's hope the Saints put up a goddamn stinker this week. Again, so that I can be even more mad that hey, we're tied with another division leader. <laughs> we're still the sixth seed. <laughs> well, I guess. If the Vikings win this week, they'd be eight and three, so they'd be even better. But have the Vikings not had their bye yet? No, week twelve, baby. Oh, <laughs> you're saving that one for I, late. I talked about this in like yeah, one I of remember. the last episodes. How pissed I was that it took this long. This the one Stephen accidentally deleted. Yeah, probably. It wasn't an accident. <laughs> I did it on purpose. <laughs> I didn't want to edit it. That's right. I was like, well, trash can. What does that mean? So, uh, oh. speaking of buys, though, I think the cheese curds aren't playing this week, huh? Yeah, we're off. Good for you guys. Take a, take a load off, put your feet up, enjoy the ride. Yeah. Why don't Let's you... Let's get in. Do, uh, does Aaron Rodgers want to build a snowman? Doesn't have to be a snowman. Doesn't have to I'm be a snowman. Yeah. This back-to-back episodes with a Frozen reference. Hey, 10 days of Frozen 2. Hello. All right, guys, let's get in some previews. Because we have the Patriots coming to the link and the Donks at the soda. Where do you want to go first, Steven? Your team's off. Uh, Super Bowl rematch. Super Bowl 52 rematch. Who won a rematch that one? of, I believe the Philadelphia Eagles defeated the New England Patriots by a score of 41 to 33. Uh, hilarious that you bring up the Super Bowl. Uh, Tom Brady this week was on WEEI uh, radio program out of Boston, and they asked him, you know, do uh, you know, does this game mean more? Because like you know, or how long did it take you to get over that that Super Bowl loss? And his response was, "You act like I I actually got over it at some point." So he's oh. out for blood. 
he's still not over that Super Bowl loss. Good, because I hope it's in his head. And then he makes a unbelievable mistake. And Russell Douglas back sacks. Sean, will there be a Brandon Graham strip sack? If there is, my God, watch out things in my living room. <laughs> it's gonna be like that scene in Twister. I'll be flying around. Yeah, Where's my truck? Like no, Sean's a fucking slam dancing Cindy. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I suppress a yawn. Uh, the Patriots and the Eagles. Patriots offense against the Eagles defense scares me 150% because the last time Tom Brady put up like 5,000 yards. Is that 37 to 20? Uh, I just, those, we got the Eagles secondary just has a tendency to get cooked on these deep plays. So many busted coverages. And, I, you know, I know Tom Brady is like 6,000 years old, but if there's a guy wide open downfield, I think he can still hit him. Well, so, they, they've had so many injuries as far as, like, receivers and tight ends and stuff have been concerned this year. And them just ditching Josh Gordon, letting him go to the Seahawks. Thanks, fucking New England, you goddamn dickheads. <laughs> but, like, are they literally planning on getting Nikhil Harry back from IR or, you know, whatever, and thinking that it's going to make that receiving core that much better? Nikhil Harry, I took care of it. If you, you think Nikhil you, Harry is the new Josh Gordon, you are sadly oh no, they're, yeah. <laughs> undervalue, overvaluing him. Because the position that they were in, if you think about them having Edelman, Josh Gordon, and Antonio Brown, along with like Philip Dorsett, having those guys as their receiving core, that looked awesome on paper. And then they cut Antonio Brown, put uh, Josh Gordon on IR, and then he subsequently gets traded to, or I guess he got released, and then signed by uh, Seattle, but yeah, like, how different this is, like, they just don't have a healthy tight end, there's no Rob Gronkowski, he says, I'm not coming back, so, you know, fuck everybody that thinks that there's a chance it's not gonna happen I do think that there is a chance there that some of these teams can step up and trouble the Patriots as far as when they have the ball on offense, but you mentioned how the Eagles' offense versus the Patriots' defense is concerning. The Patriots haven't played a lot of really good offenses. But the Eagles' offense hasn't looked, you know, super phenomenal in uh, some of these games since they've lost Deshaun Jackson. The Eagles scoring just under 25 points a week. (laughs) The Patriots have allowed just under 11 points a week. That's rough. Let's do Let's go. Fire me up. But hey, Eagles defense, nothing to sniff at. Yes, they've given up some big plays. But 23.7 points a game. And you're playing against an offense that puts up 30 points a game. So there's some chance there. If you're scoring 25 a week and you can, you know, you're giving up 23, yeah, you're winning. So you're saying there's a chance. 
Yes, sir. And I, I think the Patriots' offense, just because how subpar they've really looked this year, and that's like not throwing shade. That's just like honest what my eyes see. Like the offense as a whole has regressed. Yes. Maybe the the defense. You know, we're coming off two straight wins. Maybe they can get a little bit jazzed up. Oh, it's like I mean we are undefeated against the AFC this year. We're two and zero. Yeah. You 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 talk about a regression uh, on offense, and a lot of the times people will take that as well. Their offense sucks, but this isn't the same Patriots offense that we can score forty five points every single week. And I think people lose sight of that real quick. Um, you know, even talking about how last year they played when when they played the the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, and it was just like that shootout game. Like it's not that same offense. They don't have those same players. Tom Brady yeah, is a year older. The running game hasn't been as good as it has been previously. Like they're they're only running for ninety three yards a game. So they haven't they're going up against an Eagles defense that that gives very up hard to run eighty seven yards a game. Like the Vikings ran for over a hundred yards. The only team they've played so far this year that they've given up a hundred yards rushing to. But with an aging quarterback, you want to establish a run in order to open up that pass game for him. And there's going to be a lot of guys catching balls in this game that if you're not a super huge Patriots fan, like you don't know these guys that are catching the ball. Fucking, was it Jacob Myers? Jacoby Myers? Jacoby Meyer. Yeah. Who the fuck is this guy? When the fuck did we get ice cream? <laughs> did you get ice cream? I think Steven's sleeping. Can we get that ice cream now? (laughs) (laughs) There he is. All right. So, where I think the real matchup in this game is going to come in is the Eagles offense against the Patriots defense. We all know the Patriots defense has been vaunted as second coming of the 85 Bears, which they're not. But what I'm sick of hearing from Patriots fans is, Bill Belichick takes away what the other team does best. We know. We don't have to bring this up every single week. We just say, you know, Bill Belichick's going to game plan. We know how he's going to game plan. We know what he's going to do. And he's going to try to take away Zach Hurts, right? I heard on the radio, maybe it was a podcast, whatever, that um, Belichick was likely to put Stefan Gilmore, their best corner, on Hurts in this game which I thought was a little interesting. But then if they do, you got Nelson Aguilar and the newly re-signed J-Matt, J-Matt, J-Matt. Somebody's going to have to get open and make a play. Alshon's dinged up with an ankle injury he suffered at the end of the Bears game. Hopefully he's healthy enough to go. If not, if he's not healthy, I'd rather him not play. Force... Uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside onto the field. Maybe get the ball to him. You know, get his confidence up. He's a young guy. Let's get him some goddamn targets. But how is Carson going to handle, you know, Ertz basically being shut down? I mean, I'm sure Ertz will get some good plays and, you know, he'll be the Ertz we know and love. But he'll find him across the the middle a couple times. Yeah, the Patriots are going to put an emphasis on him. And hopefully... 
that gives Dallas Goddard some good looks too because I love when they have both of the tight ends on the field at the same time. It seems like Goddard is open 90% of the time when it happens, especially when they have them on the same side of the field. Uh, but also, as far as the running backs, I really want to see Jordan Howard more pounding the rock. And those Miles Sanders passing plays are <clears throat> such a thing of beauty. I just have a like in my head that the Patriots are going to be keying in on Miles Sanders. So if you can run the wheel route, but have it in your game plan that it is a decoy, like a design a play where that's the decoy, I think you could really catch him sleeping because anybody that's watched tape on the Eagles knows Miles Sanders on the wheel route is dangerous. Yeah, they, so it'd be I mean, cool to see them, you know, use their own tendency in a way to trick the Patriots into falling for it. Yeah, uh, you know, Doug did a good job in that Super Bowl of doing things like that, like. Super uh, the uh, the Patriots are super disciplined on defense. I mean, pretty much all around, but specifically on defense, uh, very disciplined. So, like you said, you throw in a play there, you know, or plays like that where it looks like it's designed to do this and it does something else. That would help them, you know, an extreme amount because you kind of have to throw some misdirection kind of trick plays the, the stuff that Doug is really good at drawing up um, but it, it is important for them to have some success on offense in this game it's gonna be a dandy at yeah. the link on it's, Sunday isn't it weird though like the page you know the kind of the whole Patriots defense has been built on hey we're gonna take away your best player you know that's their game plan essentially isn't it weird that it's a tight end yeah it's it, uh, super bizarre <clears throat> you know how many receiving yards Zach Ertz <laughs> has so far this year uh 500 527 bam you want to know a In really weird touchdown. stat no he's got two touchdowns two tutties top rusher yeah go ahead Top rusher for the Eagles this year, Jordan Howard, 525 yards, six touchdowns. Like, how weird is it your top receiver only has two more yards than your top rusher? Yep. You want to know the worst part? <laughs> last year at this, uh, well, last year total, Jordan Howard has more rushing yards than the Eagles' leading rusher all of last year. <laughs> it's week 10. Well, uh, now 11. Also, funny stat. Carson Wentz this year, 15 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. Tom Brady this year, 14 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Oh. All right. So, yeah. So he'll close have bid. more picks. Yeah, close bid. Here we go. All right, guys. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty in the snowy city. The donks are dragging their jackasses into the soda. Hit him with the hot shit. It's like a large soda or like a mini soda. See what he did? Oh. That was terrible. That was a pun. You know, big gulps are getting banned around the country and you bring in that joke. No more big dick. gulps, huh? Well, no. see you later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Move somewhere else. Um, I have a hard time believing 
this is a game that the Vikings can lose, but I want to point out the fact that the Denver Broncos have only given up 18.9 points a game so far this year. Like, doesn't that seem crazy? How many of these for teams a, have for great three defenses and six and shitty quarterbacks? But even then, like, it's I amazing, feel like though. there are times even, you know, you look back to the Ravens with Joe Flacco. Like, they had a great defense and an okay quarterback, but they still found ways to put up, like, a lot of points against, especially when you think of some of the times they battled the Patriots in the AFC Championship and won. Um, yeah, just completely bizarre. They give up just under 19 points a game, but they only score 16 and the Vikings are giving up 18 points a game. So this just, it it seems like a no-brainer for me. Just don't let Philip Lindsay hurt you. What else do you have to worry about? Is there is there anything else? Cortland Sutton is their leading receiver. I was going to say, I don't know if I can name another Bronco. Yeah, I, Joe Flacco's not playing. Brandon Allen will be in is there. Is Champ so Bailey you gotta, still there? He's got to be retired for about 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> then no, I don't know. They're, I mean, Chris it, Harris. Yeah, Chris Harris. is like they, they do have some big names on defense. And to see a number like that, yes, does, uh, does kind of uh, you know stand out. Hey, they've only given up 19 points a game. You look at their last five games. They played the Chargers. They won 20 to 13. They played the Titans, who they shut out 16 to nothing. Then they played Kansas City. And Patrick Mahomes didn't play a majority of that game because he dislocated his kneecap. And they lost 30 to 6. They played the Colts without Jacoby Brissett for a majority of that game and lost 15 to 13. And then this past week, they beat the Browns 24 uh, 19. So, you know, I don't, I just can't imagine Zimmer can't find a way to make uh, Brandon Allen insanely uncomfortable, you know, under center even <laughs> before the snap, just the looks that he's going to get. He's going to try to make calls. We saw it last week with Dak. You know, there was a back and forth with a, with the defense and the offense them checking in and out of plays so yeah I I think I I would call this season a disaster uh, if the Broncos beat the the Vikings this week the biggest thing for me is you know Thielen again not practicing today Uh, still that hamstring lingering but honestly this is a good week I feel like for them to just let him sit down Playing a three and six team, you should be way more talented than this team. You know, have I don't want to say there's no chance because there's always a chance, but you know they've got they do have some some big lingering issues as far as injuries are concerned. Because Thielen, Linval Joseph, who you know they brought in Shamar Stefan, um, Jaleel Johnson, like those guys to fill in inside. But Shamar Stefan didn't practice again today, so now you're short another guy. Josh Klein, who got hurt in that Dallas game with a concussion, uh, he didn't practice again today. You know, 
Trey Waynes, Sendejo, Anthony Harris, Mackenzie Alexander. The last three, our last four guys that I mentioned are defensive backs, and they were limited in practice today, so that's kind of not okay. But, you know, aside from that, there's really no big injury issues. But those guys that I just mentioned, those four defensive backs, um, well, like whether or not they're going to be 100% or whether or not they're going to be able to play, uh, a big question. But hopefully they get some rest early on uh, this week so that they're ready to play in this game. Because if you have a majority of your starters out there, like I said, I mean, this should be an elementary victory. Just go out there. Play your game. You're at home. Hand the ball to Dalvin Cook a few times. Roll Kirk Cousins out to his left. Easy a game, lot. right? Easy game, right? Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I also forgot to mention on the last episode, uh, did you guys see Kyle Rudolph's one hit at touchdown? That yeah, was that one in the gross. Corner. That good. man should not be able to do that. I also liked after he got his second touchdown, he held up the two. Hey, just letting you guys know, that was two. I, I caught yeah. two touchdowns in this game. <laughs> so it turns out I just turned my mic down and I didn't realize it. Good job. So I'm back like a bad habit. Back like a bad racker of cannabis. Hey, you know what? Let's get to the big em. Hey, pick'em, that's the name of the game Snatching winners every week like a turnover chain Uh, picking spreads over under long shots Ha, you know we got it cause our bank rolls on top Okay, okay, let's go over the week 10 pick'em We had Panthers at Packers, Packers minus 5, 5 point favorite 47 over under Somebody got this completely right and it was me Packers under Hit it. Boom. Shakalaka. Three-point play. Steven had the Packers and the over. It's points for the Packers. Steve Panthers-Unders gets the under, and the public will take the points for the Packers. They said over. Over was incorrect. So, when we get into the nitty-gritty in the Music City Vikings at the Cowboys... Dallas isn't the music city, you bonehead. <laughs> California. Beautiful. <laughs> you good? Yeah, I'm just wondering why you're changing the points in the standing. Oh, uh, no, no, don't worry about me. I changed something I was supposed to. I fixed it. Vikings at Cowboys. Cowboys three-point favorite, 47 and a half. Sean, how'd it go? Vikings over. And let's see, me, you, Phil, Greg, and Mike. Sean, Steven, and Steve all took the Vikings. The public was on the Cowboys in the over. They'll get the point for the over, but the Cowboys didn't win. In case you forgot, the Cowboys did not win that game. Suck it, Jimmy. Dak Prescott is the best quarterback since Dan Marino. Same amount of Super Bowls. Yeah, he went to Mississippi State, by the way. Bills at Browns. Browns, two and a half favorite 40 was the over-under. The Browns under was a hit. Three-point play for Steven and Steve. The public and myself both took bills and overs, so we get Zippo, Zill, Zeros on Zitch. (laughs) Sean was on the uh, edible and decided 40 points was a good score that they could hit. 
I thought this was a 21-20 game. It would take the Bills, Bills three are... weeks to score 40 points. <laughs> no joke. All right, Seahawks at the Niners. Niners were six-point favorite at home, 46-and-a-half over under. We had a Hawks over score by Steven. Three-point play! Bam, 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 bam. Steve was the Niners in the under. The public was on the Niners in the over. So they get the over point. I took the Seahawks, so I get that point. I feel like this is rigged. How am I losing to the pubic? Oh, wait, this is public. There's an L in there. It's not rigged. I'm in the lead. I think I might have been, eight I points. Might have been drinking. How do you pick up eight? Two? Because I got three, six. Okay. Well, yeah, you yeah. did score eight, but you didn't pick up eight. So this week I had five. Steven had eight. Steve had five. The public got three. Standings as they sit 46 points for myself. Steve has 42. The public is at 45. And Steven is at 51 points. In 51, the lead, what does that mean? Did I break it? Is that good? That means... Oh, well, you got seven more weeks to fuck it up. That's what that oh, means. Oh, it'll only take me one week to fuck it up. Don't worry. <laughs> Here so, we go. Week 11 slate of games. Steelers at the Browns. This is actually tomorrow night, Thursday night football. Browns oh. are a three-point favorite at the home. At the home? What? All right. Steve James. <laughs> This is it. Brownies up. This also, is, it's a forty-one point over under. For anybody yeah, who's and we're interested. gonna uh, we're just gonna do all kinds of bad stuffs. Give me the Steelers and the under. How's the public yeah. feel about this? By the 41's way, forty-one's too much. Just the public is on the Steelers and under as well. All right. Well, good news. I'm glad they went first. Both of them. I'm gonna take the Browns. I'm gonna take the over. Need to make us the points, so fuck y'all, all y'all. You don't like me? Blow me. Shout out to Shakira, second reference of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting on Team Soup on this one. Just Brown. <laughs> I'm going Browns Cleveland over. Cleveland Brown over. We got just this. one of them. All right, next up on the slate then, that's everybody. We got Vike, the Broncos at the Vikings. The Vikings are a 10.5-point favorite at home, 40 over under. And the public is on Vikings and over. Super sticky. Let's get tricky. Ugh. Put me between a rock and a hard place here, if you know what I mean. He's, uh... These teams combined are scoring 42.8 points a game. With Brandon Allen in there, I just... Oh, no. God. Ten and a half points. Yeah, Fuck. that's how I feel. Ten and a half seems like a lot, but at the same time, it's the Broncos. Well, gotta, gotta believe in the boys. Um, but with Thielen not playing, like, I don't know. I'm going to take Vikings and under. All right, I'm going to go opposite of you. I'm going to take the Broncos in the over. I think 40 yeah. is is a good number, They're but I think 10 and Broncos a half is too and much. Sex. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a lot of sex. Yeah. Thanks, Uncle Tim. 
I like <clears throat> the Vikings to win this game, but I'm going to take the Broncos to cover, and I'm going to take the under. This is like a 21-14 game to me. So, the Dunks and under the Dunk swinging meat hammer. We'll move on to the Patriots at the Eagles Super Bowl 52 rematch, in which the Eagles won 41 to 33. Patriots are a road favorite, three and a half points, 40 over under. The public like the Patriots and the under. Pretty good choice. Hey, I'll I'll, uh, I'll tag team off the the old public. Uh, I'll take the Patriots, but I'm gonna take the over. These teams are, um, they kind of have like a unwritten sort of rivalry now. They're gonna pull out all the stops. Obviously, the Eagles need to win, continue to win, to improve their place in that division. But. I, I do think the Patriots are going to find a way to win this game by a touchdown at least. I'm going to take the over. Like I said, they pull out all the stops. They put up a lot of points. It should be a fun game to watch. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to take the Patriots in the over as well. Um, I mean, the Patriots and the Eagles, they're going to score fucking 60 points. But I don't think... Uh, it's a good thing they're not playing the in Minnesota. Eagles they win. wouldn't be able to kick a field goal. Oh yeah, there's there's something about Minnesota where everything just kind of slides over. That's what but she said. give me Patriots and the over. Sean, you taking the Patriots as well? Yep, I'm going to take the Patriots to lose. I'm taking the Eagles outright, and I'm taking the over because, and I've heard this all no, week. There's Jay no Rob. more Nick sure. Foles. Guess what? What? Nick Foles is in Jacksonville. But we got broken C leg. Dubs the motherfucking goat. Who's coming this off a week Carson's where he didn't even shine. have an incompletion. Right? He's going to carry that momentum. He's got his best friend in the world back on the team. J-Matt, J-Matt, J-Matt. Dusting off the jersey shirt from the bin. Bold prediction. J-Matt's going to have a touchdown. In uh, this that's game. That's real fucking bold. A touchdown. He will have the first touchdown in this game. Oh, okay. Now we're getting a little spicy here. Now we're we'll reel it back, reel it back nipples. a little bit. <laughs> All right. Moving on then. That's everybody. We got the Saints at the Bucks. The Packers are off this week. So pandering to Sean's wife. Game of the week. Saints are a five and a half point favorite at home. Over under is 62 million. It's actually 49 and a half. Public uh, likes the Saints and the over. Uh, 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 yeah. No. This is a this is a Saints and under game. Uh that Saints defense is really good. And if Jameis Winston doesn't throw at least three interceptions in this game, I will be super fucking surprised. He is But this also, that Saints offense will rebound from the nonsense that they had last week. This Bucks so. team what is. What the hell was that? This Bucks team is terrible on defense. Kamara is going to have a day. Michael Thomas will have a day. Drew Brees will have a day. So this t- this game is literally going to be forty-five to three. So we'll hit the under. 
Give me yeah. Saints over. I think uh, I'm going to say Gox Saints. Michael Thomas, 180 yards, <laughs> two touchdowns. Gox. Alvin Kamara, three touchdowns. Yeah, I got Saints under. I'm so going to tell your wife that you had the Bucks, Bucks written in there. So when she listens, she knows that you you turned your back on her and went with the Bucks first. He said French. Gokes. Bucks. What is Gox Tigers? <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about them LSU Tigers beating Alabama? That was pretty cool. Happy to see it. Alabama's still going to win the national championship. Put it on the board. Were they one and two? I will put it on the board. And when they don't win the national championship, you have to buy me french fries. Roll Tide or something. All right, but we're going to go to the main Mariners game beforehand, so when they score five goals, they're for free. Free fries. <laughs> I almost choked on my cranberry ginger ale. Wow. Is that a you folks? Round them up. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, we have just about approached the end of episode 64 of the Joint Practices podcast. Let me tell you something. I threw this out there. On the interwebs that we were recording tonight. And if anybody had any questions we could answer on the pod, well, guess what? Our man, faithful listener, Jordan Watson, came through. Jay Watt, Jay Watt, Jay Watt, Jay Watt. Yeah, my man. All right, so I'm going to throw this out there and you guys can answer this. The Chargers possibly moving to the UK. The question. What is the likelihood we could send Joe Buck, Collinsworth, and Colin Kaepernick there too? Slim to none. Fox <laughs> loves Joe Buck. Like, uh, there's no well, way. That makes one. That. Yeah. I mean, we I could get rid of Collinsworth. I don't like him. Well, you see, an RPO. Yeah, Collinsworth seems more likely than Joe Buck, but Joe Buck's going to be Fox's guy for years to come. Uh, maybe if Troy Aikman has like a stroke or something, they might get him off the air. But another stroke. It looks like he's already had one. Yeah. I mean, Just... if it's up to me, I'm sending Chris Collinsworth, and we're sending him to the wrong stadium, and then never answering the phone again when he calls to tell us no one else is there, and then we'll just leave him over there. Just fire him off into the sun. Yeah, we'll meet you at Wimbledon. That's Head harsh. over there. We'll be there soon. Like Jordan. Just I love you. Weird that there's conversation about the Chargers being the London team. Yeah, yeah Reggie Why? Bush because was like, fuck that, send them back to San Diego. Well, they don't fit in L.A. because L.A. doesn't want to build them a stadium. That's the issue. But this is like completely bizarre for me. Uh, L.A. doesn't want to build the Chargers a stadium, but <laughs> there were times uh, back in the late 80s when the Vikings were threatening to move to L.A. because they couldn't get a new stadium in Minnesota, and then finally they caved and they built the Metrodome. And now L.A.'s like, uh, we, get, we already have one football team. We don't need another one. Like, how many teams have been in and out of that fucking place? Absolutely ridiculous. Yo, I just got an alert from the Washington Post. Let me yeah, read this to you. Too. NFL increasingly yep. likely to lengthen regular season and shorten preseason in new labor agreement. So, 
17 games, baby. So would that go up to 17 in preseason, get shortened to two? Is that is that what we've been hearing? I or hope so. One? I mean, two's fine. Four seems long. Four is exciting when week one of the preseason gets here, and then by week three, you're like, fuck, we still got two more weeks. So I think two weeks would be great. Dude, and then also, like everybody, everybody complains about the NFL preseason. Have you ever watched baseball spring training? No. Okay, it's well, that shit bad. lasts for four weeks. Like, four weeks, you play a game basically every other day. Against so Boston College. This isn't, yeah, four games isn't an issue. Here's what needs to happen if they're going to do this, they need to move up the start of the preseason. It's the only way around it, because I sure as shit am not watching a fucking Super Bowl that's happening in March. Like <laughs> it's bad enough now that it's coming to like the first second week of February. Like we don't need to be watching football into March. No, dude, just straight out. It's ridiculous that we have to sit through four preseason games when they say. Uh, we need the time to prepare or whatever. If you need the playing time to get your players ready, maybe they should play more than seven snaps in the first game and not at all in the last game. Or more but than it, zero. I mean, it's, it's so terrible. Like, why, why are you putting your best players out there to get hurt in the preseason in a game that doesn't matter? In an, in an exhibition game, what is, what's the risk versus reward there? There isn't any. Like you, so them. Oh well, well, you know, we're on we're on pace with each other. You know, we got we got a good rapport here with our quarterback and our top wide receiver. But if he gets his fucking head cut off by some stupid ass Anderson Dejo hit in the preseason, what the fuck's the matter? Your season's over. Like that, the preseason literally means nothing for them. Like if they want to try and find a way to, you know build chemistry in their team, then have Dude, these guys joint, fucking... Joint. Yeah, have these guys out there practicing with each other in the offseason, you know, off-facility, just throwing the ball, catching the ball to each other, whatever. But yeah, this is, I mean, four weeks of the preseason does suck, but them shortening that makes it extremely difficult for teams to assess the talent they have in-house and guess what? Your teams are going to fuck up, and they're going to cut guys that are going to make big splashes in other areas, or other areas of the league, that is. Um, so, I mean, good, whatever. We get another week of football. Cool. But I do think this this, this hurts the league in the long run. And let's start the downfall of the NFL. All right, guys. First of all, super awesome. Shout out to Jordan Watson. Thank you for the question. And if you want to be like Jordan, all you got to do is hop on the old Twitter bird. Send us a tweet at Joint Practices. I am at 11thegoat. Steven is at StevenJPP and at the Knox says. If you're not comfortable, you don't use Twitter, hit us up with an email. JointPracticesPod at gmail.com. Say, I want to be on your show, or you have a question, say, why do you hate Dak so much? Whatever. It's up. Place for the Cowboys. Spitfire. And if you're listening, you could be on multiple platforms now. We got Apple, 
Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I almost said iZombie. iHeartRadio, <laughs> TuneIn, Blueberry. Listen, we're all over the place. I wanted to fill you guys in. We have people listening from Poland, Maine to San Jose, California. From Orlando, Florida. I don't know where Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is. Some I don't even know if that's relevant. Hey, it's Ville, Maryland. Summersworth, New Hampshire. Guys, we got people all over this beautiful country listening to us on all kinds of different platforms. And if you are listening, whatever you're on, just rate, review, subscribe. More importantly, share it with a friend. You know, we always talk about seven on sevens. We had Jordan on, Jordan, J-Watt, 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 J-Watt. He was great. Uh, if that's something you're interested in, hit us up. Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we certainly appreciate anybody listening. Maybe you have some interests uh, in the teams we're talking about. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just like listen to people talk about football and nonsense. Uh, we're really good at nonsense. Um, but yeah, we appreciate it. Seven on sevens. Like, listen. It might seem intimidating. It really might. But if you're going to come on a show and let's just say you're just going to talk to Sean. He's going to make it real easy on you. You guys are going to have a lot of fun. Talk about your team. Talk about some football. Talk about some nonsense. Again, accentuate the nonsense. We're really good about that. But Yeah, did you hear it, the beginning of this it's episode? A, it's a, a fantastic time. And look what it did for me. Now I'm a full-time guy now. Like, <laughs> you never know. Right? You never know. Just we saying, used to have to pay saying. Steve to be on the show. Yeah. yeah. I was now like, just... 10 bucks, I ain't doing it. Trying to get so somebody like, to replace right, well, Steven with. Steven has to take this week off, so I guess I'll buy you a six-pack. And I'm like, all right. Hey, hey Steve, <laughs> I'm going to need you to pick up the slack this week. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if you do spend some time on the Twitter bird, how about using the hashtag, what the fuck are we doing? Fish Whale Reunion. Not even sure what that's a reference to. I, I know that you don't look be... at it before you read it. <laughs> Hashtag Sean Lamont special is what this should be. Uh, let us know that you're listening with the fish. I feel like it should be like whale tail reunion. Sounds like a fucking, you know, got the the old G string up the back there. Yeah, shout out to Lita. <laughs> what's, the, what's the line for <laughs> Super Bad? Uh, I told it's the one time it was. <laughs> yeah. G string, you should see it right through the pants. It was so sweet. <laughs> I told Fish you it's whale reunion. Uh, this must be like a music festival thing. Uh, I'm not a big fish fan, but anyway, use that fish whale reunion <laughs> hashtag this week. Let us know that you're listening to the episode number 64, which is about done here. Yeah, for Sean, I'm Steven, and you're Steve. All right, we out. Fly goes fly. Go, Pat, go. Hey, Skull Vikings, let's hit eight and three. Yeah, there's always next year. Tom Brady sucks. Bye.